Welcome to Astro Tea. That was the song of the week, Closer to the Edge. And that was actually by 30 Seconds to Mars. I would highly recommend you playing that song throughout this week. This is a weekly conversation that we host every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. GMT, to take a closer look at the transit and the cosmic energy of the week and of the week ahead. So go ahead and join our group here on Clubhouse. Share this with your friends and family so they can get all the tea too. And if you have not already, go ahead and join our email list. Uh, go ahead and copy, purchase your copy of the Astro Tea Journal that's available on Amazon. And this journal, guys, is going to allow you to work with the energy of the weekly transit so that you can move intentionally towards your destiny and balance your internal energy. So just go ahead and click that link here at the top of the room to receive exclusive tea on the transits, the new and full moons with affirmations, journal prompts, and also oracle readings. Let's go, Nikki. How's it going? Hey everyone, happy Sunday. Thank you so much for being here with us. So Monday, December 6th, we have Mars and Scorpio is going to be sextile Pluto and Capricorn. So the relationship between Scorpio and Capricorn is all about austerity and prestige. Mars currently is in the moon or cancer decan of Scorpio and Pluto is in the Mercury Virgo decan of Capricorn. And it's also loosely conjunct Venus and Capricorn on this day. So we also have a little bit of Aries energy in the mix with both these planets Mars and Pluto being at 25 degrees which is when we look at, at degree theory is an Aries degree so the new moon solar eclipse that we just had in Sagittarius made it crystal clear to us the ways that we need to confront how we stunt our own progress and growth and this transit is giving us this warlike this warrior energy empress I was I really resonate what you were saying about like that church music <laughs> It had that church vibe that I remember like, you know, listening to because I grew up in the church. So like it had that like warrior energy, that ins inspirational energy to be able to um, that we need to put on, you know, and, and lead with this week to eliminate distractions, to face these demons and conquer them for good, you know, about the ways in which we're getting in our own way. It's like it's like um that scooby-doo meme where where they take the mask off and it's been you this whole time it's like who's the one that's been sabotaging me and then you look and it's like oh dang it's me <laughs> you know it's like um the blame game can only go on for so long you know especially as we're moving in through sagittarius season which is all about enlightenment and higher wisdom and then capricorn is really about sometimes having to take the journey alone to reach new heights so it's really like getting comfortable with our relationship with ourselves and i'll get into that a little bit more with this venus and capricorn transit that we have later in the week so um mars and pluto are also in a loose form of mutual reception i'll just briefly explain what that is so if two planets are in each other's home sign so for example if mars was in capricorn and then saturn was in scorpio for example that is two signs that are in mutual reception because they're in each other's home space. So I feel like this is a loose form of mutual reception because Mars is exalted in Capricorn, right? So, and Mars and Pluto are also domicile in Scorpio. So there's a lot of like at home and amplification energy with this transit. And so with Scorpio being the war general and Capricorn being the, the sorry, oh my dog, with Capricorn 
being the like the big boss energy it's time for us to implement these strategies and uh really get in our success bag you know some of us give all of our organizational leadership and creative skills away to our jobs or our other obligations and then when it comes to being able to execute those goals in our personal lives or for our own businesses we're not even able to give it that same energy because there's another source in our life that's taking all of this you know creative organizational executive um calculated energy away you know it's something that's taking that so this transit is a really great way to start off this week and this first Monday in December with a detailed battle plan, you know, think of it as being able to start 2022 a month early so that by January 1st, when everyone's first just implementing their New Year's resolutions, I don't even know if I really believe in New Year's resolutions anymore. It's kind of like, if you want to do it, just do it, you know, especially I think a new moon would be a great, great time to start new things. But I feel like if you want to just do it, you got to just start. So when everyone else is kind of putting in their plans into effect January 1st, you already have a month of momentum going with these goals that you want to crush this next coming year. So it's overall a really powerful way to start the week. Uh, Empress, what is your take on the sextile between Mars and Pluto that we have on Monday? Yes. So with Mars and Scorpio sextiling Pluto and Capricorn in the tarot, this is the five of cups sextiling judgment in the devil or the queen of pentacles. So with this energy and just looking at what we have to look forward to next week with the transits, this is definitely the week of the pivot. And so asking ourselves to start out on this moon day, how quickly can we pivot to take action and release regret is going to be a great thing to kind of contemplate right now so that we can see the beauty of transition and death, right? So with this transit, it's really giving acceptance of that transitional process and also the familiarity, the familiarity with death as part of the life cycle. And we all got a taste of that, um, especially in Scorpio season this year. Uh, the woman in the Five of Cups does not seem like she's particularly joyous at the life that she's poured out of the Three of Cups energy, if you guys are familiar with the illustration on that card and so that energy that's been poured out of those three cups that are spilled out of the five in the illustration have began to absorb back into source back into the earth but there's an energy of understanding that none of us know the day none of us know the hour that opportunities will present themselves for us to make a transformational change in our own lives right so our acceptance is dependent of understanding the life cycle and how we all house those seeds of spirit within our physical bodies that will always have the ability to sprout life. So what earthly habits, what vices do you know you need to accept the release of so that you can continue the cycle of life that you live in a way that works with the laws of nature, right? 
And with the nodes as well, at zero degrees on this day, Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars and Pluto, are essentially bestowing energetic mercy <laughs> and good fortune with this sextile. Uh, kind of like what I heard in my head when I was going through this transit is like sounding the warning bell that says, okay, this is the last call for all the real ones. This is the last call. Like if you're royal, if you feel like you're really going to be moving forward, just as you said so, and preparing before everyone else does, preparing, starting that early preparation for the new year, uh, for these nodes to shift, right? Now is the time to break those chains with this devil energy. Now is the time for you to get moving with understanding that death is a part of life and not getting caught up on that process, which we will get into later on this week, right? But the nodes are actually changing um, on January 18th at 8.18. That's a lot of eight with the, the power of eight here. So that's exactly 43 days away from plus three equals seven. We have that much time to carry a card, right? And get moving. We have to get moving with it. Even use anger as your fuel with this Mars and Scorpio energy, okay? Um, to get yourself out of feeling bound. familiar with American Gods on Amazon Prime. I didn't watch all of two, The Slaves on the Ship. And one of the lines he's on Monday, if you realize that there's any stagnation or resistance, emotional energy that we're all being hit with at this time, get angry. So let's go ahead and move into Tuesday's energy, Nikki. There's much more to talk about <laughs> this week. I'm really excited to be able to talk about that transit more in January because it's going to be a big deal. The North Node switching. And that's what we were saying as well. Like with all the energy that we felt in Scorpio season, it was very overwhelming. But if we were able to see clearly, then we understood how it was a lesson to start preparing us for when the entire collective is going to be on that kind of energy for the next like 18 months or so. So with Tuesday, December 7th, we have the moon in Aquarius is gonna be sextiling Chiron and Aries, which is still retrograde. So the relationship between Aries and Aquarius is that of revolution and innovation. And we're dealing with the Mars Deacon of Aries and the Uranus Deacon of Aquarius, um, since both of them are in there uh, within 10 degrees. So they're at their most like potent, pure energy. And we also have a little bit of Scorpio influence in the mix since both planets are at eight degrees, right? Which is a Scorpionic degree. So again, we're continuing with that eight energy. So this speaks to some sort of revelation or unveiling in regards to our early wounds and battle scars. Like I'm gonna go with the warrior theme <laughs> throughout the year. I'm mean, excuse me, throughout the week. So it's, it's speaking to our early wounds and battle scars as well as our emotions. And with the moon being conjunct Saturn on this day, it's making me think of longing to be able to express your unique, quirky, and possibly controversial side because those wounds of potential alienation and rejection still sting. And like this hits close to me too, because I got Chiron and Scorpio in the 11th house. So it's just kind of like we have this, if, if we don't, challenge ourselves regularly to express the unconventional parts of ourselves out of fear of maybe not being um, accepted or being able to build intimate relationships in amongst like friend groups or people that we consider to really be our soul family we may be actually limiting our success and act and limiting the possibility of meeting people who are out there to resonate and support our authentic energy if we're a stoic and serious all the time due to not being comfortable to deviate from the norm what we're going to do is attract actual stoic and serious people that that's just who they are and 
they're expecting you to be that way, right? And therefore you feel misunderstood because they're only expecting you to resonate based off the energy that you're putting out there. So in gaining more appreciation for ourselves, remember this is a sextile, so Venus-like energy. So in, in being able to look and have that Aquarian detachment towards other people's like feelings or emotions or perceptions and really be able to appreciate ourselves and our divine expression of spirit, then we can trust ourselves more to approach social spaces with being our full whole selves. And it turns out that people might like the unconventional version of you more than this cookie cutter mold that you feel like you owe it to other people to to fit into in some way shape or form so it's like a lot of this week and we'll get into it more is really about ex expressing and being comfortable and appreciating the unconventional um futuristic um you know marginalized aspects of ourselves because that's what really makes us resonate um being being perfect and not looking vulnerable doesn't help us really resonate sometimes with the people that we're intended to reach because we're not really operating within that authentic frequency so that's what i'm seeing for tuesday empress what's your take on this in the tarot yeah so in the tarot for tuesday with the moon in aquarius sextile and chiron retrograde in aries this is the seven of swords sextiling chiron retrograde in the emperor energy or the queen of wands so some of us in the collective are really saying no to the universe like the song of the week right like no 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 like you're wanting you know like the universe is sending you synchronicities things that you know you know that you need to walk on you're receiving the downloads and you're still being resistant to that right so after yesterday's transit the seven of swords is really giving you the energy to see the level of lies and deception in which you've accepted from other people and also yourself in an attempt to avoid the hurt that you've gone through in your life and to give yourself possible distance by detaching, right? And being alone so that you can heal and get clear on your mindset to move forward and be most effective in your progression. So these levels of separation that you've created in certain relationships in the community, certain family friends, right, may have hurt you further because you felt isolated from others in the meantime. Feel that inner child and that emperor energy within us move forward, making those tough decisions that was in order to show some tough but nurture ascension. So really keeping that in mind, especially after which is a Mars day, right? We definitely have all of the energy unity for us to move forward and make alignment with it instead of resisting it, which I'll get into a bit later on in the week a bit more. So yeah, let's get into Wednesday, Nikki. Yes, I really like Wednesday's energy. So we have on Wednesday, December 8th, we have Mars and Scorpio is going to be square Jupiter and Aquarius. So we're talking about two fixed energies now with this transit. So the relationship between Scorpio and Aquarius is all about shock and newness. So we're dealing with the moon and cancer decant of Scorpio and the Venus Libra decant of Aquarius. And the sign that came to mind to me when I was thinking about this was back in blood by Fuchai Sea and Dirt. And I feel like in whatever way we've given our power away and put our abundance in the hands of other people, Mars and Scorpio is asking us to fight and go to war for our power back, even if we got to get it back in blood, so to speak. Like it might not be easy. It might not be all neatly 
figure it out with no conflict or no confrontation, but it's time for us to be able to go and get our power back. And it makes me think of the duality that exists in comfort and discomfort that we feel when we put our power in things that are outside of ourselves. In some ways, it could be overwhelming to be in a space of realizing the infinite power that we have over ourselves and the trajectory of our life because it forces us to be in like unapologetic authenticity and accountability with ourselves to have to admit that, wow, like I have power over my life, you know? For some people that feels like a, a saving grace, you know, in times where they felt, cause I've been there times where I felt powerless, times where I felt like um, other people or experiences really had control over my life. Sometimes it could feel like a breath of fresh air to say, wow, you know what, I have power. But for some people too, that can be really scary to say like, wow, like I'm responsible for a lot of the ways that my life is moving or that my life is at this point. And so it, we can get into energies of feeling like it's easier to blame other people around us. You know, oh, the times that we're in, you know, COVID or whatever, or uh, politicians uh, and the laws and policies that they're making. It's easier for us to say, oh, the market that I want to tap into is oversaturated anyways, or having shame for being wealthy and abundant at a time where others are struggling. Like, oh my God, all these people lost their jobs. Like, how dare I try to come out with a new product or put something out there, you know, or explore a separate stream of income. You know, it's easier to be able to look at all those Aquarian things that are happening around us and say, see, that's why I can't be successful. That's why I can't step in my, my power and be in my bag. But after a while, we get tired of sitting in our own shit, you know, literally, right? Because Scorpio energy, Mars and Scorpio is here to help us transmute that energy and use that shit, so to speak, and actually use it as fertilizer, right? Use it as fertilizer to grow something that's bigger than just us. You know, a great way to think of this for those of us who are new to realizing and standing in our power in a way that feels safe or like second nature to us is like, who is there? Who is this for beyond me? You know, how many people would benefit from this field of crops that I'm planting? Because at least that'll help you like get into a space where you deserve to put your things out there. Like you might feel like, oh, like, no one wants to see this or I don't deserve to put this out there. But if you're thinking, you're thinking about this like shit that you're trying to use to fertilize, think about it as like who would benefit from all these crops? You can feed an entire village. And then the more and more you get into the space of believing that the, the work that you're doing, the things that you're putting out there is of value to a lot of people, it's okay to let that be your why, right? Until you understand that it's okay to say that you're doing it for you. Yeah, I'm gonna plant all these crops and I'm gonna pick them and then I'm gonna sell them and I'm gonna get the profit so I can plant more crops and then do it all over again so I can secure wealth for myself and my family and whatever. You don't need permission to pursue your purpose, but it's all about taking baby steps into standing in our own power instead of giving it away. So it's like wherever you're at within this process, whether you still need to say, you know what, people can be fed for months on end with the crops I'm planting. That's okay, but at least like start moving, you know, don't put your ability to stand in your power in the hands of all these external things that are actually like, we'll get to that a little bit later, unconventionally actually helping and supporting you to put these new things out there, no matter how weird or yeah, how weird or unconventional you think, like there you might be the vessel that these big ideas need 
to be channeled into the world for everyone else to experience and benefit from. So I'll leave it at that because I'm excited. We'll, we'll get more into that energy with Thursday and Friday. But for now, um, Empress, what does this look like in the tarot? I love that. Oh my gosh, that was perfect. Perfect. So um, <laughs> for uh, Wednesday's energy, guys, this is this week is literally the week of the pivot, as I kind of said in the beginning. So with Mars and Scorpio here squaring Jupiter and Aqua in the tarot, this is the five of cups squaring the wheel of fortune in the star or the king of swords energy. So this five of cups is really wanting us to get closer to the edge of life. And this is so that we can see what lies below in order to remove our fear of the unknown thing that connects us all. And I love what you mentioned, Soul, about us thinking about who else we're planting this for. Take yourself, don't just think about yourself. Kind of remove yourself from the equation when you're thinking of this and really get into that question. How many people would benefit from the things that I'm planting? How many people would benefit from me removing fear from myself and my perception moving forward, right? Allowing that to, to keep us in a state of transformation can really be a beautiful thing if only we're willing to embrace it. So the refusal to match Mars cup here, uh, which Mars is extending a peace offering essentially is what I'm kind of I was getting in my mind uh extending a cup which represents a peace offer offering that you have to match with your own cup okay you meeting that can make this transit feel a lot better for those of you that are not meeting Mars uh and matching cup for cup right now this can feel a bit more turbulent um, as you disrespectfully attempt to ignore the rules of battle, going along with that warrior um, example, right? Every you know the rules of battle when you're a warrior, when you fight, when you're when you're not new to this, when you go to battles, you know what the the rules are, right? It's kind of like girl code. It's not specifically written anywhere, but you know how to conduct yourself when you're in certain settings. So. Um, when you feel this transit, if it feels a bit more turbulent, there may be a level of disrespect that you are showing the universe in ignoring the rules of battle and not paying the cost, but wanting to be the boss, okay? So at this point in the year, disrespect of the universal law is punishable by stagnation and isolation from the messages of spirit. And not because they're not being delivered, Okay, it's because you may be fighting so hard to be on your own time, right? Not realizing how what you're doing helps benefit other people, right? So being stuck so hard and wanting to fight so hard for your own time, for you to do things when you want to do it, that you miss completely when spirit is delivering a synchronicity or a message on divine time. Okay, so how are you being inclusive of the future in a way that makes what you're being shown inevitable okay fighting the universe is like showing up to a gunfight with a super soaker so it's time for us to be a bit more intelligent with your battles like the king of swords energy here and have a strategy that's going to make sense with where you see the world progressing the animals that have survived the longest on this planet everyone have been those that are adaptable 
So remember that today as you feel the energy of this transit and you get a plan together for the winter season and for 2022, right? Even the next five to 10 years, know that you have to merge your time with divine time, okay? And the universe doesn't work for you. You work together. So remember that uh, on this Wednesday, especially when this transit and this energy is hitting us all as a collective, that's all I can see. Let's go ahead and get into Thursday, Nikki. Let's get into Thursday, December 9th where we have the moon and Aquarius conjunct Jupiter and Aquarius. So for me, it was like this Aquarius is a big theme this week. And I, I love it because it's really helping us to clear any sort of blockages that we have about fully going like towards what we really want and desire in this new year. And so this transit is asking us to think about again, why don't we express ourselves fully and dynamically? right? That weird dream or idea that you've had might just be your key to greatness, you know, or it might not. <laughs> but Aquarius is detached enough to not care too much about the outcome. It was about the ability to express oneself in the first place. But if you think about all the greatest inventions that we have out there, um, at least within a, within a modern sense, the internet, smartphones, streaming, you know, did people really think that was possible when people were out here reading books in the library and still ordering from Blockbuster? Like, what do you mean we're about to be streaming all these shows from the comfort of our own home? Like we really had to go to the mailbox and return Netflix movies in the mail and like wait for them to come. Like that was our reality not too many years ago where the idea that this little phone screen, you know, in front of you can hold your entire life, your wallet, your credit cards, your songs. That's how you talk to people. The pandemic, that's how you relate to people at all in any way, shape or form is through this screen, you know, um, Clubhouse, all these things that a few years ago seemed very far out, strange and pretty much impossible, you know, and I feel like now we're in a similar place with VR, crypto, the blockchain, the metaverse. I feel like there's people who are still mentally resisting the fact that this is going to be our future, period. Like whether you like it or not, this is the direction that we're moving in. Now, again, to whatever extent we wanna participate, that's understandable. Like if you have a, a, a plan that doesn't necessarily include all of these elements, that's fine, you know, but understanding that this is the way that the world is shifting and how we were saying when we get to talk a little bit more about the nodes shifting in January, as well as the metaverse, um, we'll talk about that like the um, beginning of the year uh, for 2022, you know, it's it's better to understand and accept this so that you can figure out an empowered decision on how you can have autonomy, you know, and, and be able to use it as a financial come up, you know? So it's like, this is a perfect time to be able to pull those weird ideas from the depths and cobwebs of your subconscious and start listing them out for possibilities of expansion for this new kind of paradigm portal that we're able to step into with all these like virtual spaces. And even if you're not acting on all of them right now, at least put them on your vision board for 2022 so you can begin to think about how you can 
act on these hidden gems and treasures within this digital space because a lot of these ideas yes it takes time and effort and intention but you might be sitting on the next big thing that you know it becomes a common standard for people to be acting on and participating in uh within the metaverse or other digital spaces so it's like having a, a time to trust those things that you feel are very unconventional because they only might be unconventional because they're futuristic and that's the direction that we're moving into so that's what i have for thursday um empress what's your take on this conjunction between the moon and jupiter i love doing these breakdowns and it's just it's just so confirming it's even more confirming when i hear you and then i'm like yeah that's exactly what i was getting energetically as well um to kind of just bring it home you know and emphasize it a second time especially through the tarot so for thursday with the moon in aquarius conjunct jupiter aquarius this is the seven of swords conjunct the will of fortune in the star or the king of swords energy so the seven of swords here representing the moon in aquarius is supporting the strategy that you may have started yesterday and emotionally it's helping you and us as a collective right to feel the importance of growing and expanding what we know so i love what you mentioned soul even if you're not interested in things like crypto the blockchain metaverse what do you know about them right even if you you are one of those people that's like oh you're not gonna catch me on metaverse what do you even know about the metaverse because uh going along still with this warrior archetype here for this week and being able to pivot what do you know about your quote unquote enemy in order for you to be able to overcome your enemy as a warrior you need to know something about them you need to know what their strategy is you need to know what their energy is like so growing and expanding what you know even if you're not going to necessarily go down that avenue will still work to your benefit and being able to provide necessary information to the collective like aquarius wants us to do so what you know could be reading books on survival right how to survive in our actual physical realm what you know could be um understanding more about nature so foraging i don't know what her name is but i think it's the black forager i absolutely love her because at the end of all her things she's like don't die like but she's like <laughs> literally going out to the park and saying oh this is a mushroom that you can actually eat and take home and fry up or this is a certain um plant that you can preserve or use when you're cooking right so understanding more about foraging about native animals in your area understanding more about hunting tips and information increasing and expanding on what you know in those areas we could also be learning how to use new technology so as you mentioned so uh, metaverse those other things blockchain crypto um just being able to see the bigger picture of why advances in our society are being made at this time because as we know aquarius is the uh, is the eldest air sign i'll say with it being the king of swords so it's 
in a respect, having the highest view, highest aerial view, being able to see from the highest vantage point down into what is going on. So being able to see the bigger picture of why are certain advances technologically being had right now, putting that together and expanding on what you know in, from that vantage point with the transit that's happening today to see it, um, how it's supposed to be prepping us for the future. It's also assisting us in expanding who we know, okay? So what we know and who we know. It's not about what you know sometimes, it's about who you know. You can know how to forage and how to be in nature, but if you live in New York and you don't have a car and you need help with getting out to the country, who do you know that has a form of transportation that can get you there, right? So increasing who you know, growing, expanding on that this Sagittarius season. So maybe you're reaching out to some people that you feel are part of your tribe, that you feel have a similar like-minded um, energy and mindset to yourself, right? This is um, also talking to neighbors to learn more about who lives around you, getting to know them, who's crazy, who's reasonable, who can I link up with if there's um, a sudden storm or a sudden resources that get taken from us, right? We'll go into that for Friday's energy for Uranus retrograde, right? In Taurus right now, unexpectedly having resources snatched from you is a possibility with this energy, right? So knowing who you can go to, to go ahead and combine potential resources by getting to know the people that live around you, that live in your neighborhood, get to know them, okay? opening up possibly on this day about conversations that you can have with family and friends that you would like to make a deeper connection with for a mutual benefit. So earlier in the week when we were talking about the moon in Aquarius, maybe you detached from certain family or friends in the past because you needed to get right with yourself and your spiritual journey. But now it may be a great time for you to start making more communication with them, talking to them more for the sake of strategy, right? And this could be um, some type of strategy that's equally beneficial, okay? This could be taking survival classes, this could be um, listening in on clubhouse rooms that are discussing technological changes that will possibly affect us all on a planet in some way, shape or form. So at this point in the week, guys, it's now 40 days exactly until the nodes change from Gemini and Sagittarius to Taurus and Scorpio. So we should all begin looking now into how we will secure the foundation beneath us in a way that creates legacy for generations to come and more harmony with spirit on this earthly realm, okay? Um, I'm gonna cut it off there. Let's go ahead and get into Friday, so. There was so much that you said. I'll just say like, I love the part about Aquarius being the eldest air sign. So like, you know what I mean? You understand because so much about Saturn, like the combination of like Saturn and an air sign when we're thinking about Aquarius's like traditional rulership is like, understanding the patterns of communication you know so especially for those of us who were alive for the shift to the internet this should be making like red flags like i felt this before i've been there before you know it's being able to pick up patterns and trends um and make mm -hmm. accurate like forecasts and predictions with that knowledge about the ways in which communication is shifting so i love that you um brought that up for thursday's energy 
So with Friday, December 10th, we have, I keep saying every day is my favorite day. This might be my favorite day. <laughs> the moon in Pisces is sextile Uranus and Taurus, which is still retrograde at this point. And so the relationship between Taurus and Pisces is all about creativity and love. And now we're still continuing this Aquarius energy because both planets are at 11 degrees on this day, which is an Aquarian degree. So this week's theme of believing in the impossible, impossible and unconditional conventional continues so the moon in pisces can either reveal to us our wildest dreams and fantasies or our deepest fears and worst nightmares right either way it's all a matter of perception of our of that experience subconsciously so i'm going to speak about this energy in two ways um, i want to end on a high note so we'll get to the nitty-gritty part first and it made me think about how the world's most powerful leaders from Napoleon to Pablo Escobar have had one thing in common. And I, you know, of course I wanna mention more like female um, leaders as well, but I was thinking about that masculine energy that drives this, this vision, right? Cause we're dealing with Pisces and Taurus, both feminine signs. So the idea, the inspiration, the vision is the feminine, but it got me to thinking about two masculine figures and so many more, those are just two that I picked, but so many more of these masculine energies that are actually putting these energies and these visions out, right? So they have one thing in common, which is that the belief in their vision and their dreams clouded their discernment to know when to stop, to know when the foundation and the stability that they so craved would actually crumbling to the point of no return. You know, a lot of these leaders didn't understand where and when and how to stop. Okay, I have enough. And we'll talk about that with the last transit of this week as well where we're going into more Sagittarius and Piscean energy. But it's like, to what point are we reversing that stability? You know, sometimes we need to know when to turn a new page and receive new downloads and dreams because we have feminine water and feminine earth. So we're dealing in a space of receiving, you know? We have to know when our dream is becoming a nightmare and is actually clouding our other senses. So something that came up to me again as a reminder yesterday, when I was doing some reading is that we actually have seven senses, not five, you know? So we have taste, touch, smell, sight, hearing, but then we also have thinking and we have intuition, you know? And it's important to keep all seven of them balanced. If what you feel intuitively isn't supported by any of those other senses, it might be a time for you to check in and ask, is this dream an illusion? Is this intuition or is this delusion in some way? And, and I think there's a fine line between delusion and faith. Our Empress, we've talked about this before. Sometimes a little bit of delusion is needed to really put that full faith in your manifestations, but it's understanding when to stop, you know? But on the flip side of this energy, like I said, I'm ending on a high note. It's this energy is also a beautiful, um, way to show you the light at the end of the tunnel you know when everything else seems like it's falling apart with that uranus retrograde it's like god damn like all this stability like even myself like i'll be a little transparent i'm going through like the the crossroads of having faith fully in my spiritual businesses and entrepreneurship and paving roads for myself or the comfort and predictability of the matrix, you know, like that's something they that were. I'm at a crossroads at, right? Especially just having recently graduated. So it's like all these opportunities are crumbling. Like I'm not used to dealing with so much rejection in terms of job offers or whatever. And I have to keep reminding myself that it's because it's not in alignment with what I'm supposed to be building, Taurus, Earth sign, you know? So when everything else looks like it's falling apart and it's actually chaotically unstable, like when your money's funny, 
when you don't know how your bills are going to be paid, all those things. The moon in Pisces shows us the way out, you know, it shows us that leap of faith that we have to take if we really believe in ourselves to do it. The image that I got was like, you have a pond and it's, you know that there's little steps, like little rocks that will help you hop and skip to the other side, but the fog is making it almost impossible to see the end of this like river. All you have to do is trust that you're taking like one little hop and one little leap to the stone in front of you. So trust your gut, you know, use that discernment so that you can navigate through the fog and keep stepping forward until you make it to the other side, you know, until you reach your dream and understanding Uranus and Taurus, you might have to take unconventional um, opportunities of stability on your way there, you know, do this little freelance gig, speak at this class and this workshop, like it might not be the consistency and the stability that you're used to, but understanding there's still opportunities um, there for stability as you're on the path to reaching your dream. So this, this day hit home for me of like, it's really about having faith. Like, what is it that you have faith? And sometimes when you have a backup plan, that only means that you don't trust plan A enough to actually happen. And that's why you think a plan B is even necessary, you know? So I'll leave it at that. Lord have mercy. <laughs> that's what I have for Friday. Um, Empress, what's your take on this energy? I felt all of that that you said, like, oh, that's so true. Like, we cannot hold on to trying to have all these backup plans because that just shows that we don't have trust. Like, that's so, so true. Like, and I've been going through that in my own life. We know we've been talking, like, we go through the same shit at the same time. I just appreciate us so much in our relationship, our friendship, everything. So, like, to get into it, this energy that's happening with the moon in Pisces, sextiling Uranus retrograde in Taurus, in the tarot, this is the high priestess in the moon or the knight of cups energy, sextiling the fool in retrograde or in reverse in the hierophant or king of pentacles, okay? So you said it really perfectly when you said, we have to know when our dream is becoming a nightmare and clouding our other senses because the full retrograde here in the Hierophant um, is like sometimes people will hold on to pain and regret so that they have an excuse to not work on themselves and instead be able to blame someone else so that they can escape accountability in some way on a subconscious level. And so the moon is shining a light on all of us as a collective to be more accepting of the unknown and the feeling, the um, being able to feel the feel, right? And do it anyway. What's that phrase? Feel the feel and do it anyway. So how many times have we allowed feel to paralyze all movement in life? Just quickly re reflect on that. How many times have I allowed feel to paralyze my ability to move and be mutable in this life? Because this transit is providing an opportunity. The sextile is a great opportunity or window to begin emotionally progressing with this Knight of Cups representing Pisces, even if you have to focus on the bigger picture of things to do so. And I feel like the energies that we have all um, gone through at this point in the week, uh, from Monday all the way up until Thursday, have helped us with being able to see the bigger picture, especially with the moon being in Aquarius before it's come now into Pisces. So our bravery is in a sense like a cheat code right now. 
right? So with our bravery being a cheat code in a video game, that can oddly be used today to unlock unexpected and spontaneous resources to help us make those necessary changes in some cases to support ourselves in more stable and reliable ways without that outside assistance. So this is us being able to step out on, okay, I'm not going to be afraid anymore of starting my own spiritual business. I'm not going to be afraid anymore of investing the full time that I feel I need to invest on a weekly basis on my business, even though it's not making the money that I want to see right now. And I am trying to fight between being paralyzed in a place that I don't want to stay energetically instead of taking that full leap. Okay. Doing, taking action to move forward in this multiple way and be changeable with this moon in Pisces can really help you access a cheat code from the universe to get unexpected opportunities that will bring forth the ability to make money so that you can commit to your spiritual path and whatever you feel you need to be focusing most of your energy on and stay in alignment with the universe. But it's gonna take you making some type of quote unquote sacrifice, okay, in order to do that. Sacrificing our fears, essentially, in order to get to these moments of bravery and commitment with the universe that will unlock legacy. So that's what I'll say about Friday's energy. I'll speak a tad bit more about that uh, as we close out the week, but let's get into Saturday, so. Yeah, so Saturday, December 11th, as we're winding down the week, heading into the weekend, is uh, we have Venus and Capricorn conjunct Pluto and Capricorn. So what we're dealing with here is the Mercury Virgo Deacon of Capricorn and a little bit of Aries energy since both planets are at 25 degrees, which is an Aries degree. So I'm thinking of taking action to alchemize these energies to serve our highest good, right? There's some action that's taken to transmute or transform something else. And this is all about being willing and able to transform and let go of anything that's holding us back from fulfilling our legacy. So I wanna go into that for a second because I know that modern Western astrology has a reputation of being hyper-focused on rugged individualism, you know? What I mean is more so about mindsets, you know, mindsets, thoughts, and relationships in general that don't support us on our way to greatness. And I feel like I know when I say relationship, everyone's mind is already on like, yeah, that that person that I have to cut off, that friend I gotta cut off, I gotta cut off my mama, I gotta cut off my cousin. And I'm not necessarily, unless that applies to you individually, like you feeling some type of hurt about your cousin or whatever they did. I'm more so talking about just relationships in general, right? Everything is our relationship. And sometimes we're so focused on, again, the ones that exist externally outside of ourselves, okay? Our, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our sneaky link, our cousin, our mama, our neighbor, whoever it is, that's not necessarily what I'm even talking about. It's our relationship to food, our relationship to substances, our relationship to sleep, 
our relationship to structure, our relationship to discipline. Like, what is our relationship with those things? Again, how are we relating to the world around us is more so what I'm speaking about, that that's what we have to let go. So I'm not even talking about it in a sense of like, do it all on your own. You know, you only have yourself. I'm talking about it more so within yourself. It's this like, um, this battle, right? I'm speaking more in terms of the internal battle that we're going, um, that, that we're fighting with ourselves. So our relationship with Venus-like things, you know, that we are purposely holding on to subconsciously, right? To hold us back from really giving our empire our all. And you were speaking about this too, Empress, just now with the past um, transit. And I deeply, just so that y'all know my perspective, I deeply believe in collectivism. I believe in sharing. I believe in community. But we can't do that with integrity to anyone. We can't do that with integrity to ourselves. We can't do that with integrity to others until we're, we're in a space of self-actualizing. Winter is coming, right? And I love that you, <laughs> that was Empress's idea. If y'all saw the monthly email that just went out, the, the winter is coming like that. <laughs> I thought that was so fitting and it like resonated for me with this transit. It's like winter is coming. So don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm is the quote that came up for me with this day. That it's like, if you only have enough materials to make yourself a small little bonfire to cook and keep yourself warm for a day, you're being irresponsible by trying to advertise to the community that you have fire for everybody like that's not true to yourself because then what are you going to do when other people aren't that other focused you know and that's not um beneficial to them because if you're advertising that and people are like what the hell am i supposed to do with this you can cook exactly one fish and keep yourself warm for exactly two hours with this fire like that what are you what are you able to actually share with the community you know you have to be real with yourself and others because it's either a time for everyone to get real and combine their resources right? Or get through winter time alone and reconvene with the survivors in the springtime. I don't know what to tell y'all like, oh, word, you made it too. <laughs> you made it out the winter word. Let's go. Like you were saying forage. Let's go, you know, start this new spring season together. And I hate to make it sound cutthroat, you know, like it's either me or you, but I feel like this is a really great time for us to prepare for this Neptune and Aries energy. Lord, have mercy. The, the North node is going to be in Aries at the same time that Neptune is going to be in Aries in 2025. So it's like a lot of this is really preparing ourselves to pour into ourselves first and make sure that we're good. I'm talking even more so on a spiritual sense, not even like materially, because I said I believe in sharing and community. But if that community is made up of people who don't know themselves, who haven't worked on themselves, who don't know what they want, it's going to self-destruct. It's going to combust with that Aries energy that we're heading into in a few years. So I feel like this just speaks to, you know, approaching winter. How are you going to get through it? What is your MO for getting through the winter months? Understanding that spring will be here, you know, uh, uh, cycles of warmth, cycles of beginning and creativity and prosperity, but we got to get through the dead of winter first. So how are you going about that um, with this Capricorn energy that we have heavily going on on Saturday? So that's what I have. Um, Empress, what is your take on this with Saturday's energy? So like the whole month of December, should, we should just rename like our the whole community. It shouldn't be called Astro Tea for the month of December. It should just be called like the survival guide. You know, I think that would be very fitting. 
But you know why did I think you were gonna say not Astro tea but like Astro whiskey or something? Girl, like that. For real. We're giving y'all a shot of how to damn survive in these streets. I'm not hey. even playing. Like we're literally we're we're all in this together, right? Like we're all in this together. So it's like we're experiencing this energy as well, but it's like it's not even like you were saying so that at moments we don't want to sound cutthroat. It's like we have to because of our the level of obedience we need to maintain for this work that we're doing for the collective, right? And so the message has to be delivered as much as you may not, it may not go down easy. Whiskey, when you take that shot, it don't go down easy. Like your throat may burn a bit, but it's like, you know, it's, it may help you get that spirit that you need to have to be that warrior and show up and take the action necessary so that you can see springtime, okay? And that's just real, that's that on that. So with this energy happening on Saturday, Saturday with Venus in Capricorn, conjunct Pluto in Capricorn, this is, this is like a, a come to like a come to realization moment okay and as regal as beautiful as abundant as the empress looks in this card in the major arcana right with life even she has had to use the guillotine and chop off the heads of unloyal subjects to protect her creation right and this is a lot like a mother that will protect her baby at all costs even if she has to kill to do it okay so what do you need to kill in order to protect your right to create in this world and i love what you mentioned so we love to look at relationship dynamics outside of ourselves but sometimes it's your delusional relationship to alcohol sometimes it's your relationship to weed sometimes it's your relationship to that toxic habit that you have that is not helping you to move forward and shed that skin that you need to shed okay so ask yourself what do i need to kill in order to protect my right to be able to create in this world right a way of thinking a way of doing a way of feeling or a way of creating financial stability for yourself with this capricorn um energy so even though we are all being faced with deep toxic decisions that have some kind of hold on us and you're not going through this alone for you to say oh i'm going through this by myself i'm the only one that's experiencing this as heavily as i am it that would not be an accurate statement in my opinion because we're all experiencing this in uh whatever ways our chart are being affected right now so you may be affected it may be affecting you um exactly it's affecting soul in certain areas but i'm being affected in the same way in other areas so what area nature chart or book a session with nikki to go ahead and get that breakdown we're all being faced with these decisions that have some kind of hold on creation and growth so much like the spring that Pisces brings, okay, shows how hard it is right now for you to maintain it at all moments in time, Capricorn. All had the all gas and no brakes <laughs> kind of feeling and there's no break, but maybe, just maybe, it's darkest before dawn. So reflect on that and let's get into Sunday's transit. Let's close out this week, so. So, on Sunday, December 12th, we have the Sun in Sagittarius squaring Neptune and Pisces. So the relationship between Sagittarius and Pisces is about excess and divinity. 
this is a really beautiful relationship between both Jupiter ruled signs that are guiding us to spiritual fulfillment, learning and philosophy and knowledge on both the 3D and the spiritual level, faith and abundance, right? But only if we're willing to give freely, you know, live within our means. And I mean so literally and spiritually, like we don't have to live in lack, but it's like being able to live within our means, like, something that I'm learning now um, as I was speaking to you all about the, the kind of trials that I'm going through with in terms of material stability, I'm realizing the ways in which my spending was irresponsible <laughs> when I had it coming in. You know, I wasn't out here counting um, pennies, which it was such a beautiful space to be in, like for the first time, like um, in, in pretty much my whole life where I was really being able to spend abundantly without having to worry or panic about what, you know, I was spending my money on. But going back, if I were to think about were those were those uh, what was my relationship with money like you know were those decisions like wasteful were they not smart like all the freaking i don't even know how much if i if i pull up my statements and try to see how much money i spent on uber eats like last year i would be crying like to be honest <laughs> like how many of those were like you know unwise just unwise even if you have the money and i was grateful to not um be penny pinching like i said and i'm blessed to have said like i could feed myself and support myself in a way that was convenient you know but it's like sometimes you have to be in a space of not having enough to realize how you misused abundance when you did have it you know I, of course i was donating i was doing other things to better myself you know so I, i'm not going to be hard on myself but for the parts of the the overspending that i can be accountable for what what did that experience teach me when I'm in a state of not feeling at least that I have enough you know because I always do have enough but it, it's hard to feel that when it's not backed up by a number or by a consistent income you know so it's like this square energy between the sun and Neptune squares really activate our power. You know, sometimes we have to go through some sort of battle or discomfort or struggle to really understand and appreciate the blessing. That's what squares are to me, you know, and it manifests as either a situation or a conversation or some sort of experience that hits us in the head and we're like, oh, okay, that's that square that I feel, you know, especially if any of these planets are squaring um, your, your chart right now, you know, squaring any natal placements that you have. So, it's being able to sacrifice things uh, before we feel like they're being taken from us because we were stagnant with our gifts rather than being in the energy of abundance for everything around us, you know? Because sometimes people think abundance is hoarding, but that's not really abundance because the root energy of that is fear of lack. Like if you're just buying clothes and clothes and clothes and clothes and clothes, you're somewhere you're either worried about or overcompensating a time where you feel like you didn't have enough clothes you know to wear right it's being able to be giving you know what i'm gonna deep clean my apartment and get rid of anything that's that's wasteful before you know god forbid but the, with this neptune and pisces for example god forbid a storm or a flood you know takes all your things away because you were being resistant to sharing freely you know so it's understanding like our divinity wants us to prosper right it doesn't want us to struggle but it's 
um, sometimes we have to go through experiences that teach us how to use that divinity wisely, you know, on a spiritual level. Are we making decisions that are integral to spirit when we have all that is that we want and more? And sometimes it takes experiences of lack to really sit in that abundance. Okay, now I understand what abundance is because I'm in a space where I feel like that's being challenged or questioned in my life. In retrospect, now I have a deeper feeling of appreciation. And when this energy returns to me, I have more wisdom, right? Sagittarius, I have more wisdom and insight and illumination on how I'm going to act um, more aligned with spirit the next time I'm in this energy of abundance. So that's really all I have to say. I have to keep it short, but Sunday is a really great day to be able to to be in a state of reflection and meditation about what does responsible abundance mean? You know, abundance where we're not only hoarding all this light, we're sharing it. You know, we're convincing other people who don't think that they have abundance in their life, that they can be abundant. It's not just hoarding it and keeping it all for ourselves because we're in some way responding to a feeling of lack. So Empress, what does this look like? Take us home, wrap us up with this last chance of the week. Girl, first of all, stay out my business, please, with that. <laughs> what you do <laughs> when you're making money and you feel so relaxed and then you're like having to like really look at your statements to be like, where's I'm, oh, actually, we, we need to cancel this trans, you know, this subscription actually. Okay, deliver, invest in some stock in them so that I can make some of that money back that I spent when I was feeling a bit comfortable with what was coming in when I had that job. I can completely resonate with that. And I know that a lot of us in the collective can as well. Um, so thank you for drink, being transparent and sharing that because that really hit home for me. Um, and that really spoke to my experience now as well. So with Sunday, with the sun in Sagittarius squaring Neptune and Pisces in the tarot, this is the sun in temperance or the Knight of wands squaring the hanged man in the moon or the Knight of cups here. So on this Sunday to close out this week, this Knight of Wands wants you to tell him which way that he needs to direct his flame and passion in order to take action and make movement physically in alignment with spirit. So I love what you mentioned, Soul, about maybe you always, you're always buying clothes. Maybe you and Klarna are besties right now, okay? But it's like, are you just buying, buying, buying clothes because you're afraid you'll run out or because when you were younger, you didn't have clothes, right? Or you couldn't, you weren't in a position to really provide for yourself and stay up to date with, you know, looking good. Maybe you love to look good. You have very strong Venus placements and you love to express yourself and look nice, right? But it's like, why are you doing this? What is the inspiration behind your passion, behind that flame that you put? So the Knight of Wands is addressing where should I direct my flame to be in best alignment with spirit right now? Okay, with this transit. While the hanged man with this square is looking across and wanting us to take time to remain in our subconscious so that we can explore the depths of those possible illusions and dreams that will allow more flow and ease in our feelings. This is what this Knight of Cups is representing to um to talk about pisces okay so what we should all remember today to close out this week is that we cannot do it alone fighting to be stagnant and isolated today could really cause us to feel as if we're being torn apart from the inside okay because with this knight of wands and this knight of cups there are two aspects of you that are both wanting to take action, but with a square between them, it's like they're wanting to walk at cross purposes. 
okay? So if you're being stagnant, wanting to stay just like in the middle, that's not going to work today, okay? You very much have to be able to allow spirit to help guide you today with this hanged man energy and also have faith simultaneously that your intuition is on point even if you cannot see the right decision with your physical eyes. So also be willing to listen to other people that have walked the talk. Listen to those family members and friends. Listen to your mama. If your mom has been telling you, you need to start saving your money, you need to look at your bank account and you need to start getting your finances in order. If your dad or a prominent female or male figure has been telling you, oh, you need to be making these types of moves now in order to move towards more maturity, because it goes from the knight to the queen to the king. So how can you now start to level up and be more mature in the actions that you're taking and the way that you're being emotionally responsible for yourself in your life, okay? So be willing to want to reach because success always leaves clues. And even if their actions don't make sense to you, even if you can't that make sense, then what they've been able to alchemize for themselves with this temper temperance card tied to the collective speaks for itself. So allow that to give you enough trust and enough faith during this Sagittarius season to, to allow, align your actions with so emotionally responsible you are and allowing those things to come to the surface that it's time to, to transition from. It's, it's time to let go of those things. It's time to realize, wow, I did have toxic spending habits in the past when I thought everything was good. But now that I'm engaging in this spiritual journey and spirit is literally removing all of these physical things from my, from my possession now that I'm in a space where I have to go on vented and give away some of my clothes, you know, can I do that? Can I be in a state of giving as easily as I can be in a state of receiving? Embrace that balance with this energy uh, so that we can move deeper into the last deacon of Sagittarius season, but also transition into the winter season. Because remember, Sagittarius, Sagittarius is a mutable sign. So it's going to help us to get out of the fall season, but also transition into the winter season. So that's what I'm seeing for Sunday to wrap up the week. Definitely remain open to being able to pivot um, this is going to be posted on the podcast um, on the podcast so definitely listen back to these days as they're happening and the song of this week literally kind of had my throat in a little bit of a knot so I don't know if you guys realized earlier when I was like turning my mic back on but like that literally hit home like how it was making me feel it's like get closer to the edge be willing to tell yourself no and not regret certain decisions that you made in the past so much so to where it's holding you back and paralyzing you in fear of having faith in the future during Sagittarius season okay so um Nikki let's go ahead and turn hand raising on I would love for you guys to come on stage share with us anything that you want to share in terms of feedback continue clicking on that survey up top to go ahead and fill that out and let us know how the year has been going um but any more comments so i love that you were talking about the mutability of sagittarius to kind of enlighten us on how to proceed you know in a new cardinal space like okay this is teaching us the process like how do we go about this 
And then with the answer and clarity and enlightenment that we, that we get, we're in a space of actually implementing, you know, with this cardinal energy. So everything's aligned and, and I have to remind myself, like I'm never behind, you know, like this is all happening according to divine timing that that may not feel comfortable, but is always in alignment. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Astro Tea. We enjoyed your energy thoroughly and look forward to seeing you next week Sunday. Be sure to play the song of the week, Closer to the Edge by 30 Seconds to Mars, and go ahead and join the Astro Tea email list, order your copy of the Astro Tea journal, and follow us here on Clubhouse and Instagram to catch up with us between episodes. We love you all and have a terrific week.